and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other co-host of this show. My name is Tenant Michael, and I'm uh, back again for another episode of this. Guess who's back? Mike is back. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Um, I've never, I guess now that I think of it, I've never been compared to Eminem. Really? Yeah. Do you think I Did look you know- like him? Well, hmm. Have you ever had that sort of bleach blonde hair, uh, sort of buzz cut? Oh, thing God. You had? Well, uh, in my first year <clears throat> of college, I did. Yes. Really? Yes, I did. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, that doesn't seem to suit your aesthetic at all. No, it was a weird. It was a weird time for me, I admit. But I, uh, yeah, I had very short hair, uh, <laughs> dyed bright blonde, mm. and I was very, you know, angsty and moody, similar to Eminem. But I never, you know, I never um, partook in a rap battle or anything like that. Wow. Well, <clears throat> we're learning something new about Mike. <laughs> angsty ever, Mike. Uh, yes, angsty me. Did you ever uh, dye your hair back in back in the day? Um, in high school, I think I combed in some frosted tips once. Okay. But that was the extent of it. You know, when you got brown hair, you don't want to mess with it. You sort of, you thank God for your luck and you carry on. Really? Interesting. You just mentioned frosted tips and of course my mind is like a pinball machine just bouncing around and I make all these associations. Mm. And you said, uh, the phrase frosted tips and it reminded me of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Wow. When's the last time you had a bowl of Frosted Flakes? They're not very healthy. They're not. Um, I probably haven't had one in a long time. Have mm-hmm. you? No. Well, great. Uh, great to side there, Mike. <clears throat> We're off to a great start. Um, but yeah, we'd yeah. like to welcome everybody back. We are still potting uh, through this global pandemic. We are not letting you down, listeners. That's and right. Be be assured that we are following the you know, Center for Centers for Disease Control's protocols. James and I are socially distancing. I mean, we always were, sort of. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we, uh, we are completely following the rules here, folks. Um, uh, we're both in the same apartment, but we're keeping distance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for the last couple weeks, I've been in the living room, bedroom, and kitchen, and Mike is in the bathroom. Yes, I'm sort of stuck here in the bathroom. I, I'm like the... Um, the old man in the video for Metallica's Unforgiven. Do you remember that video, James? Oh, I actually don't. What, was he in a bathroom for the whole song? Well, no, but uh, it he was in a basically solitary confinement. He was just uh, in these, okay. but stuck between these four walls, and he was very emaciated and very elderly. Oh, cool. Yeah. That would be kind of a heavy metal, cool video if it was just like an old guy going to the toilet for five yeah. minutes. Yeah. I mean, if Slayer ever, uh, I mean, if they ever reform, because I believe they're done now, um, if they come back on the music scene, that would be a great uh, video idea to pitch them. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, hey, Mike, so you're, you've been in the bathroom now for, what, two weeks? Going on two about? weeks now, yes. Um, do you notice anything different about the quality of my voice? I actually... Do and yes. I, I don't give mm. you compliments very easily, but I must say you're sounding very good this week. 
Well, thank you. Um, I uh, we, We've been using a bad microphone. I've been using the last couple episodes uh, in this solitary confinement time. Uh, so I went on Amazon. I bought a brand new mic. Um, <clears throat> bought, like, all the things needed to make a little booth for myself here in the living room. Oh, nice. Uh, even got a little a handyman to come by and set it all up. Cost me about five grand. Oh. But um, hopefully I'm sounding a lot better. And... Uh, you know, I think we can really keep potting away. Right. Well, I'm I'm torn about this news because on the one hand, yes, I'm very happy that you're you're sounding better than ever, mm-hmm. and it's good for the podcast. It's good for the listeners. But I am a little bit alarmed that you had a strange man in the apartment during this age of social distancing, and that you spent five thousand friggin' dollars on this equipment. What the heck, James? You're still you claim you have to stay with me because you have nowhere to live. Well, first of all, Mike, it's different accounts, okay? There's a rainy day account, and there's a rent account, uh, slash mortgage payments. And the rent account is empty. The rainy day account is not. Are you able to maybe transfer funds from uh, one account to another to... No. No. Uh, you, oh, oh, yeah, I'm just going to stroll on down to the bank and say, excuse me, could you put ten grand into this? No. No, Mike. Do you, do, you don't do any online uh, banking? Hell no. Okay. Hell no. I don't do anything online. I don't have my name online. All right. Well, it's your choice, and I respect, you know, I'm not going to get, you know, stick my nose into another person's finances, but it just, it, optically, it looks like there's something shady going on. That's all I'm what saying. What are you even complaining about? You're living the, the sort of life of a prince, sitting there, and you've got a bath, you've got a toilet, you've got a sink, you've got a mirror. That's true, in in a way, I guess, that I you've am got a laptop. the life of a prince. I mean, it's true. I may, because in my mind, it's funny to hear it from your perspective. In my mind, I feel trapped in the toilet. Right? Mm. It feels like uh, dehumanizing. I feel uh, humiliated okay. to be here. Yet, this MacBook Air I have contains more technology than most people who ever lived had access to. So, I That's guess true. I'm doing better than most people from history. Yeah, like if you compared yourself to some uh, sultan from the ninth <laughs> century, <laughs> I mean, you're actually doing better than him. And because he was a sultan. He's a damn sultan, and he didn't yeah. even—he didn't even have you know Google Chrome or no. Skype or no, yeah, yeah, um, Internet Explorer or yeah. Firefox or GarageBand. Yeah, he couldn't record a podcast. <clears throat> this sultan for all his no. power. Hey, so yes, yes, yeah. you're stuck in a toilet, but yeah. in the year 2020, that's pretty good. I agree. Um, and now you're talking about sultans. I'm thinking of emperors. I'm thinking of kings. Imagine if King Louis the Fourteenth, aka the Sun King, could travel to today's day and age, and 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 we sat him in front of a MacBook Air. How do you think he'd react? He'd probably go. I think I need a loony bin. I think you're right. Yeah, people from the past were so stupid compared to us. Yeah, even the geniuses of their time. Yes. Sir Isaac Newton, for instance, probably wouldn't be able to figure out how, how to Zoom. If if you met Sir Isaac Newton today, you'd say, you're a basic-ass bitch. And he'd be like, what does that even mean? Because he wouldn't yeah. know slang. Um, <clears throat> was he Scottish? Oh, they wouldn't know any slang. They wouldn't have any street smarts. You yeah. could rob them probably so easily. You could rob them. You could probably kidnap you could them. You could them. basically do whatever you wanted to Sir Isaac Newton if he time-traveled <laughs> to today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anything you want. Oh, so I have um, I have a bit of a bee in my bonnet, James, um, about something I noticed. I believe it was like Wednesday night this past week. Okay. 
Um, so, you know, we're trying to social distance, trying to self-quarantine to do our to do our part. You know, we don't want to end up like Prince Charles or yes, uh, Boris Johnson with this uh, disease or, or, you know, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. Um, mm. But I believe, sir, that you had somewhat of a shindig on Wednesday night because I distinctly heard... Many people's voices in the living room. I heard the the clinking of glasses. I heard the sounds and the you know the the good natured hollering and laughter that people usually associate with a party. Um, have you had your brain checked, sir? No, I no? I did not have a party. I don't know what you're talking about. I think maybe James. maybe you were hearing the TV. No, I just I heard the door. I heard people knocking on the door, and I heard you saying, "I'm coming." And you opened the door. I heard. Mm. You talking to? I heard many women's voices. I have very little to do here on the toilet, so I, I counted. I, I scratched it into the tiles here beside the toilet. At least twelve women's voices. I heard mm. later in the evening, around twelve thirty a.m. I heard a knock at the door, and I heard a, a sort of sound like a sort of a, a large man, uh, like a husky fellow. I heard a voice go, "I got the blow," and everyone cheered. Oh. Now, is that something that you remember from Wednesday night? No, no. Okay. I, you know, Mike, I've been watching Tiger King on Netflix, yeah. and there's a lot. I think that there's like a lot of parties in that documentary, so you might have just been hearing. And the main guy in it, Joe Exotic, kind of sounds like me. So right. you've probably just heard a guy who sounds like me in a you well, know in well, his private zoo going, "Hey guys, there's a party." Well, yeah. how do you explain this though? Because I heard you at around two a.m. say, okay. "Gather round, everybody." Uncle James says it's time to play Dirty Spin the Bottle. Is that uh, from Tiger King? That, yeah, that, I think that was in Tiger King. Yeah. Okay. So two uh, Doc Antl- Antler, uh, the, the private zoo owner, had a spin the bottle game with his uh, with one of his wives or something. Okay. Um, well. Yeah. No, right. I can't help you. It's definitely well, Tiger King, I would say. Also, yeah, just, no, it's just me in here. I'm not. I'm not breaking breaking any curfews or breaking any quarantines. Okay, I'd like. Maybe to you're losing you. your mind. I don't know. I mean, that could be that could be happening. A lot of people are sort of experiencing a break with reality right now. Yeah. But uh, there yeah. is one last thing I need to ask you about. Um, okay, listeners know that over the past few weeks, as as I'm stuck in the bathroom and James is out in the living room, the bedroom, and the kitchen. Um, we have rigged up a, an ingenious system so that James has access to the toilet. We we snaked a everyday garden hose under the bathroom door into the living room. Nothing fancy about it. A pure everyday garden hose. Yes, just a green, you know, plain as day garden Classic, hose. Classic, like the ones from childhood. Yes. <laughs> and you have a bell, and whenever you tinkle that bell, yeah. I know that I have to put my end of the hose, I have to snake it between my legs... So that when you urinate or defecate into the hose, it can go directly safely into the toilet where I can dispose of it. Well, Wednesday night, there was a lot of different piss coming out of that hose. More than one man could make. I distinctly could tell it was female urine. Um, so I think I think you busted, sir. I'm sorry. You can tell different people's urine and different genders' urine? Well, I've... <sighs> I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I, I you, you know this, right? I've got a bit of a nose for piss. I can distinguish between different shades and uh, aromas and uh, the character of different types of urine. Um, it's something every all the men in my family have this. Is it a gift? Oh. Is it a curse? I don't know, but it, it is. 
Okay, well... It just is. Excuse me for not believing your holistic uh, piss interpretation BS, Mike. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just... I probably just had to piss a lot that day, and I was probably eating a lot of different kinds of foods throughout the night, and yeah. it probably changed the character of my piss, okay? All right. I guess... Yeah, what do you want from me? Like, I, yeah, I mean, there's no way for us to settle this. It seems like we're on opposite sides of this issue, and we, we can't change each other's yeah. minds. I think that's the best way to look at it. Um, if you know that it's just two different sides of an argument, we're not right. going to resolve it. So best to leave it. And if you hear a lot of commotion or right. partying or what sounds like sex or something, there was a lot of sex noises. Yes. Yeah. And if you hear those noises, I think it's best that we just kind of agree. You know what? We just don't agree on this. You think it's happening? I don't. Yeah. It's and making me question it. like reality itself in a way. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. How so? Well, because to me, it seemed like it was realer than real. And to you, you say it was just a, you know, a phantom. So uh, who knows what's going on? Hmm. Well, um, at least uh, locked in a bathroom, if you are losing your mind, you won't be able to do anything to anyone except yourself. That's true. <laughs> oh, well, before we move on to our exciting segment, James... I think it's that time of the week again where we remind our listeners that we are on Patreon and and they are more than welcome to help us by throwing us a buck or two at patreon.com slash landlord tenant. We've uh, over the past couple weeks, we got about five new subscribers. So listeners, don't be left in the cold. Join, come in where it's warm and help us out on Patreon. Yes, and we're uh, we're working on some fun rewards for Patreon people once the quarantine is over. Yes. And um, thank you so much for listening, and tell your friends. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so maybe it's time to move on to our segment. Yes, sir. It's a little segment we've done before here at the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, and it's called What the Tech? What the Tech? What the Tech? What the Tech? Oh, I love that jingle. Um, apparently, that is a jingle that they love also in Silicon Valley. Apparently, it's on a lot of um, – it's like a ringtone on a lot of you know big uh, tech people there in California. I've heard that. I've heard that Peter Thiel um, will play that uh, while he's working out. He'll really? Listen to that while he's working out. Yeah. If there's a greater honor, I haven't heard of it. Me neither. Yeah. yeah I know. It's kind of humbling. So, so this we, week, we, uh, mm, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, thank you. So, uh, given all that's happening in the news right now, we thought that we could do a helpful segment of What the Tech, where we 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 imagine and give some advice on how technology can can be of some assistance during this global pandemic. That's right, because uh, you know it's a crazy time, and we need machines and technology to make it a little bit better for us right now. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, um, do you want to go first? I would love it. Thank you. Um, so, you know, everyone is freaked out. Um, we all know that, uh, you know, it's this, I think three quarters of the world's population is under lockdown. People are stressed. People need some relief and some release. And they need something to lift their spirits. So here's what I say. We need to use the oldest technology of all to beat this thing. Of course, I'm talking about laughter. Laughter in my mind, is the oldest technology that uh, mankind has ever had. And yes, now is the time for ribald jokes and 
body verse and uh, dirty limericks and even silly puns and tongue twisters. Once you start joking and laughing, it boosts the immune, immune system and everyone starts feeling better. That's insane. Okay. <clears throat> Very good, Mike. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, here's my first what the tech tip. Um, anyone who follows futurology or anything like that knows that we're on the verge of developing microscopic robots. Tiny robots the size of perhaps even atoms uh, that eventually are going to be flowing through your bloodstream and monitoring your health, curing your health, and uh, if only we had that technology fully developed now to help us with COVID-19. However, I do have an alternate suggestion. If any tech companies out there have any microscopic robots at the ready, now would be a great time to deploy some in a public place Mm -hmm. and find people who are breaking curfew, breaking quarantine. Because that's, you know, we've got to social distance. We've got to flatten the curve. So my suggestion is if you're an Elon Musk type guy and you've got these tiny robots, send them out into public, find people who are on the streets, hanging out in groups, breaking quarantine, fly those microscopic robots into their bodies and disintegrate them from the inside out. Hey, we got oh. a hashtag flatten the curve, and in my book, that's the best way to do it. My God, that's that's very horrific. Well, Mike, it's, we've we've got to flatten the curve. All right. I mean, that's it's like almost like a Philip K. Dick novel uh, on on acid. Imagine that. Uh, well, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if if, if um, there was someone you really didn't like? And you were able to send robots into that person and have them be disintegrated from inside out? I think it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine watching that. Imagine just seeing someone walking down the street starting to disintegrate and they don't know what's happening. Ah! Yeah. It'd be funny be fun. in a way, I guess. It would be. Yeah. yeah. All right. My next what the tech suggestion for the medical community um, and just people in general. This is uh, something to, to sort of take the pressure off the old pocketbook right now. A lot of people um, are between jobs. Maybe they've been you know, laid off or even fired. People are stressed about money. Here's mm. what my suggestion is. Do something that I did in 2013 that saved me a lot of money and a lot of heartache later on down the road. What I did in 2013 is I 3D printed my own coffin and gravestone. And by doing so, I saved thousands of dollars. And honestly, the the coffin gravestone are just as high quality as, you know, the kind of thing that a a craftsman would make. So, um, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Wow, so it was was that high quality from a a 3D printer, huh? Yes. I printed my coffin and gravestone. It's uh, the only thing left on the gravestone to be done is the, you know, the year of of death. I was going to say, what did you put for year of death? Or did you just... Left you just blank. chosen a year and decided to go then. Or? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't write a, a year that I'm uh, focused on. But uh, yeah, it, it saved me a lot of heartache down the road. And honestly, you know, why put it off? It's a good point. And Mike, I could have saved you a bit of time. I think you could probably put 2020 in there. Oh, <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks good. a lot, James. I mean, you're, who knows? If if this thing doesn't get me, something else will. I have uh, a variety of health problems, so who knows? Well, actually, I don't. You usually have a heart problem. Like, I feel like you usually have a heart breakdown in the yeah. spring every year. Do you not? Or yeah, sort of I attack? sort of have an annual sort of informal heart attack. Uh, it's been happening since I turned thirty, and uh, so far this year it hasn't occurred yet. But I believe the check is in the mail. 
So, yeah. Well, we are getting close to April, so. Yes. I'm sure we'll get there soon. You know, you know the old saying, April showers bring Mayflowers? Mm. Well, for me, it's more like April, that's when I have my annual heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, not as catchy, but yeah. yeah. All right, here's my second what the tech tip. Um, we need more masks right now. Everybody knows this. Everyone knows there's a shortage of masks. So this is kind of a basic, old-fashioned, do-it-yourself-at-home tech tip. Okay. Um, but if you need a mask because you're not able to buy one at a store, don't fret. Don't frown. Look around your house, and you have probably have a, a lot of material that could be used to make a fantastic mask. Of course, I'm talking about the useless books you have in your home. Listen, these things are just sitting there doing nothing. You never read them. You ain't gonna read them. Uh, rip them apart. Well. Start with the big ones, and then you can very easily origami style just make a sort of basic mask out of the pages. Um, perfect for when you go shopping or um, even just to throw it on and walk down the streets and peer into some windows, whatever you like to do for fun. Now, I've been here in Mike's apartment for a while, and I've been going through his books and making masks for myself and the community. Huh. Um, I've done that with some of his very big books. I've done it with uh, Mike's King James Bible and also his leather-bound copy of Ulysses. James, hey. that's a first edition, and the, you don't rip up you don't rip up the word of God and turn it into a mask. Mike, yes you yes you do during COVID. Sorry. They're books, Mike. You can get the entire Bible on the internet. Well, I I dispute that, first of you, all. There's no yeah, you could probably get it on your iPad. No. Yes! No, that's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, how dare you rip up my most beloved and prized books. That copy of Ulysses was worth thousands. It was the most expensive thing I owned, and now it's totally ruined. Shit. Well, sorry. I don't know. It's pandemic, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Right. What about all of your men's fitness <laughs> magazines that you brought in? You had two huge boxes of, of men's fitness magazines. You can't rip those up and turn them into masks? No, those don't work because the pages are laminated a bit. Oh, okay. Like there's a plastic lamination on the on magazine pages. Books don't have that. You can breathe through a book page. Try breathing through a page of, of, of men's fitness? No, are you, you freaking joking? You can't do it. Are you freaking joking? No, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't think it through. God. All right, so my third and final What the Tech suggestion for these uh, trying times of ours. Um, now, if you're like me, um, you don't socialize with people your own age. You spend most of your free time hanging out with the very elderly, uh, spending time with them, playing games, you know, going for walks, uh, making food with them, uh, sharing secrets and all sorts of stuff like that. But, you know, we're not supposed to hang out with our elderly brothers and sisters right now because they're more uh, susceptible to this virus. So I wish the video game industry, hmm, hope you're listening, video game designers, instead of making these, you know, games where you're shooting Nazis or, you know, going on a mystical quest and all this nonsense, why not make a game that recreates the thrill of hanging out with the very elderly? I'm thinking of some sort of uh, a first-person hugger kind of game where you you're walking through the streets of New York City or maybe uh, gay Paris or um or who knows Beijing and you just you got to score points by hugging old people and asking them what's up. Wow. So so your idea for for a game is just to sort of create a realistic experience or a simulation of hanging out with an old person. Yes, spending time in their home, maybe Do you asking. sort of have to like 
is there a way you have to mash buttons in a certain way to sort of to sort of ignore their racist comments or um you sort of just yeah you, you press the left button to sort of turn your head as if you didn't hear right. them right yeah that's kind of good yeah and, is, and are you thinking of a game like there's no intimacy, like love or sex or anything like that? It's just no. I mean, out. there's intimacy, but there's no as, there's no sex. No, I mean, unless things, unless you have a real connection with one of the characters in the game. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so there are romance options. It's basically. I'll simplify it for you. I can tell you're puzzled. It's mm. basically like a combination of Metal Gear Solid <laughs> and Super Mario Brothers Three. Except uh, there's a lot of very elderly people. Okay. Does, that, does that simplify it? Yep, that does. By okay. the way, I just want to throw out there. I know there is a video game designer who listens to this podcast, oh. Chris Piotowski. And he told me he drove around to Iceland and listened to 10 episodes in a row. Oh, wow. That's true. That's 100% true. That must be a record. It must be. For people must be. listening in Iceland, yeah. Yeah. All right, so my final What the Tech thing is um a pretty simple one uh it's a pretty good technology but is is perfect for these times now now what's a what's a tool that would be so handy in these times that you could use for a million uses mike you probably um, think of a swiss army knife or something let me think yeah uh maybe a flashlight that has um um water in it I, I i can't think i don't know maybe a flashlight but definitely no not a flashlight. no <laughs> no but of course the multi-use tool i'm talking about that's perfect for being when you're quarantined is an ak-47 a good old ak-47 fully loaded now with an eight with a big machine gun like this you can do all sorts of stuff you have a can that you can't get open and it's a little bit finicky you shoot the top off boom you need to scare some raccoons off your balcony Ah. you'll do a lot more than scare them if you shoot the gun at them at those things uh and also if you're doing online dating right now tin tinder or hinge nothing gets you uh you know replies faster than if your profile pic is you holding a big machine gun i know i have a pic of me and my ak-47 the AK-47 is pointed at my dick, and girls love it. They always go, what the heck are you doing? And it always sparks great conversation and leads to a lot of pretty saucy times. So my, God. my recommendation, pick yourself up uh, an AK-47. I'm I'm not a pro AK-47 guy, but I have to ask, what what is it about you pointing the, the machine gun at your privates that makes women so excited? That, that seems like a, a dangerous thing to do. Uh, it's it's a game 101, Michael. They can't believe the audacity. I've they heard of the audacity of it. hope, but this is something altogether oh, different. Well, yeah, Obama did not include this in his book. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, if you if you do something as crazy as point a machine gun at your dick in a Tinder pic, yeah, it 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 makes ladies go and they can't believe it. They want to talk to you. They want to get to know you. Wow. Um, yeah, they want you to show them the way. I'll have to take your word for it. And may I just say, James, you've made three wonderful um, sound effects today. One was uh, <laughs> King Louis XIV's reaction to a MacBook right. Air. Right. Uh, then you, you recreated the sound of uh, shooting an AK-47. <laughs> and now uh, you recreated the sound that a woman makes when she sees your audacious picture where you're pointing a machine gun at your privates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. You know, I feel like I'm Chris Locke over here. Oh. <laughs> our regular guest and sound effect master. Yes. Well, he's got some competition. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that was What the Tech. What the Tech. 
What the tech? What the tech? Great. Lo- that theme song is so good. It's very good, and uh, we're making tons of residuals off of it. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> well, Mike, um, it seems <laughs> as though it's probably time to end this intro and come back with our guest. Sounds about right. Then we'll do the countdown and the clap. Three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope you didn't miss us while we were away. Uh, Rest assured, we're still healthy and, and feeling good. This week's guest is joining us not from Toronto, but from beautiful Oakville, Ontario, which is about hmm, an hour and a half away from, from Toronto. He is a podcaster and a comedian. Please welcome to the show, Joel Edmiston. Hello. How's it going, guys? I, 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 we're, I'm not on Skype right now. I'm just uh, shouting really loud with, with my big conch I have here. <laughs> okay, we, Bit of a we, know, joke. we have someone who yeah yeah I was gonna say we, we, we have someone who one. knows how to how to joke over here. Yeah, I like to start off with a joke. It, it you know sm- soothes the air, makes sure you know I don't take life too seriously. You know I like to uh-huh. prank and stuff. So yeah, there you go. I love that. You know a joke can really smooth o- smooth over any situation. If you're you know mm. at a podcast, if you're in a meeting, or even on a date, first thing you got to do always. Joke right laugh. off the bat. Yeah. Make them laugh. Make them laugh, laugh, and they'll be in the palm of your hand. That's what I say. Even <laughs> if you were on trial for murder, and they put you on the stand, if you cracked a joke off the top, yeah. I'm telling you. I plead really? not guilty uh, for uh, being a sweetheart. Yes. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Now yes. I, I'd hate to be a stick in the mud, fellas, but I actually have a different opinion on this oh, topic. Okay. I usually, I sort of keep my, you know, keep my uh, cards close to my chest. I never crack a joke until the fifth or sixth time I meet someone. <laughs> it, it, you're talking uh, with dating specifically or just anybody? Dating, uh, in business, or just in, you know, just socially. If I'm, you know, I, I go for walks in the park. Or I, I used to anyway. And uh, I would have to see that, you know, if someone would say hello and I would just sort of walk away, I would, frown at them but the sixth time i would smile and sort of start joking with them so i well, I'd, Mike, I'd think after a certain point they'd stop saying hello to you if you're being so salty you know they wouldn't want to yeah. talk to you anymore is well, that not wrong lot? yes well mike to 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 quote a popular expression these days how's that working out for you because i'm <laughs> guessing not that good considering you don't have a girlfriend or a good job well no offense I'm, I'm also stuck uh, in quarantine in the, in the toilet. Um, Joel, you, you mentioned a, having a conch or a conch shell. Yeah. That reminded me of, that reminded me of Lord of, of the Flies. Yeah, I and think that's what I was, society... I was summoning. I was doing an homage to that, yeah. you know? 
And society is sort of crumbling in that way where it, we, we very soon could be, uh, you know, mirroring art by society turning into Lord of the Flies. You're thinking of Lord of the Rings, by the way, Michael. Hey, anyway, by the way, um, I, I know uh, which oh. uh, person would be uh, in, in, like, the popular, like, political area. I know who would be Piggy. Uh, who? Uh, uh, well, Donald Trump. I was, who was, that's who I was kind of thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a pig, a pig in the mud, a hog. That's, well, he's hogging up uh, all the, all the, you know, um, CNN air in the room, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's... <laughs> Uh, as, as actually, I saw someone on Twitter call him swine, and I was like, "That's some strong language," but I kind of agree. Mm. There's something a little piggish about him. And what, uh, anal- what kind of animal would Biden be? Oh, like a muscular dog, like a wolf. Huh. That's actually true. That's a good, pretty good one. Yeah, and he's th- got a that, bit of a that, squirrel thing going on. Oh, you're thinking of Bernie, probably. Well, Bernie too. Yeah. Bernie's Here's a, a funny one. game. What what Disney character do you think some of today's top politicians would be? <laughs> hmm. uh, I think Donald Trump would be goofy, obviously, because he he's not serious. He does make and a he's fool a danger to yeah. everyone around him. Justin yeah. Trudeau could be Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah, or Beast when he's not the Beast. Oh yeah, we don't <laughs> know what's underneath Justin's clothes. He could be hairy as hell. Or you know what? Maybe behind closed walls, he's the Beast. That's the Justin we don't get to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And him up, up there in his ivory tower. Yeah. And he might have Joe a Biden? super he might have a super hairy dick. Whoa. Now that's well, something I've thought about like a lot. The beast. Yeah. You don't Do you think, think the beast had a the you don't think <laughs> the beast had a completely hairless dick? Like totally hairy body and then like totally hairless. The beast? Where, yeah. No, no, which is what I think is really an over oversight in that whole story because, you know, that woman's might feel rom- a little bit romantic about this horrible beast, but then you think, ugh, you know, that's a hairy, that's a lot of hair down there. Worries, yeah. And do you think anyway, like the guys? Like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. Sorry, keep going, Joel. Uh, about I was Beauty gonna say beast. like with all the inanimate objects in the in the house. When they go to have sex, do you think like the inanimate object close their eyes or do they watch? Or is that like a thing for the beast? He likes to be watched by his like cabinets. I and- see. Yes, because if if his teapot and lamp are all kind yeah. of alive, right? <laughs> I bet. Picturing I bet that Cogsworth teapot, watches. Yeah. I bet he does. <laughs> Lumiere's jerking off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the the teapot is like a, an essential tool for uh, beast having sex as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about Trudeau earlier, and have you noticed he's been doing these daily briefings uh, in front of his quarantine house? And because we know that uh, his wife, Sophie Gregoire, mm-hmm. tested positive for coronavirus, possibly gave it to Idris Elba. But do you think... <laughs> Have you noticed that he seems to be a little on edge at these uh, these daily press briefings? Because the guy can't bone. Oh, he's a little sexually frustrated. That's what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And he and Sophie must just be going out of their minds. Well, I mean, you can do it through a bubble, can't you? Something like that, like a big plastic sheet or something. I feel like there's a religion that that you have to do that with. Isn't yeah, it? and certainly he has, like, you know, a private security detail and all sorts of uh, helpers who could, you know, make that happen. So, I don't know. You... Yeah, Sorry. I mean, 
Is there a, a, a beeping noise going off? Is that me? Yes, apologies. That oh. was my girlfriend's iPad, and she's turned it off. Oh, Carry boy. on. Oh. Um, so, Joel, mm-hmm. we've... We've warmed up. We've talked about all sorts of interesting <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. subjects so far. Yeah, we were joking around a bit. We were getting to know each other, making it soothing the air. <laughs> but can we ask you now mm-hmm. about your podcast? Now, yeah. I hear it. Uh, a little birdie told me that you host a survivor themed podcast called Merge Boot. Yes. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. I. Uh, uh, right now, season forty of Survivor is going on. It's a monumental season. Winners at war. All the all the classic winners of Survivor are together on the island, and uh, we are really? we're um, podcasting after every episode. We do a recap podcast. We talk about the strategy, what's going on on the island there, you know. And uh, yeah, we've been doing doing that for a few seasons now. So season forty, I had no idea that. <laughs> Survivor was even still on TV, oh, yeah. let it's alone. Strong, so, man. It's still really good yeah. too. Yeah, I I haven't watched since. Um, I mean, I watched the season with Rudy, which was season two. Season Remember the one. old guy, that Rudy. Was, that was one. Rudy Bosch. He just died. Has he? Oh, he's, he's passed away. Know. He just died in the last few months. Yeah. And not I from COVID nineteen. Was... Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. I I'm glad. I'm glad 18. that Rudy's not around to to see what the world has come to right now. He would be shaking his head right now. Yeah, it's sort of for the best. He'd be pissed right now. Yeah, yeah, he'd be mad. I think when I was 18, I bought a um, Playboy with a woman from Survivor in it as well. <laughs> well, which one? There's been a couple. So there's Jerry Manthes oh. from season two, Australia, and then um, Jenna and Heidi. Shit. From Amazon, were on Playboy, and then Sugar from Gabon was on Playboy. So it My could God. be any of those wow. magazines. Yeah, uh, she had dark curly hair. I remember, and it was quite a while ago. This is probably like the year two thousand. It's probably Jerry, Jerry Manthe. Jerry Manthe from Australia. So yeah. th- these, these I'm not a Survivor ladies yeah. seem to be doing Playboy as sort of part of the deal. When when the male winners, uh, you know, when they win, was someone like Rudy in you know Playgirl. I uh, wish was Richard was. Hatch in <laughs> in a, a porno magazine. R- Richard Hatch was was naked in a movie. Yeah, uh, you can was? find a you can find a picture of Richard Hatch's penis pretty easily on the internet. What what yeah. movie was he naked in? I think it was called Another Gay Movie. Okay, yeah, interesting. And he showed his penis in it. He shows his uh, cock and balls. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can uh, Google it right now, guys. You can put it in the in the episode notes on the podcast. Sure, I, I'll link to it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I, I also am fascinated by uh, just all the movie appearances and stuff that Survivor's been on through the years. I that's something I've I've done a lot of research on. Is is. Uh, uh, other media that uh, Survivor contestants have, have been a part of. Wow, and there it oh, is. Folks, uh, Joel is not telling a lie. I have Google image search Richard Hatch nudes, nude, and on a website called A to Z Nude Men, yeah. lo and behold, this is Richard Hatch's penis and balls, and he has a tribal tattoo <laughs> on his hips leading down to yeah. his penis. Now, what i got to say, heck? looking at Richard Hatch's penis... It doesn't Not really like if I didn't know who it was. It doesn't strike me as the penis of a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but like I thought Richard Hatch was a respected businessman or something. Oh yeah, he was like a, he was from the corporate world before Survivor and all that. He's he's a little off the rails. He's he's all over the place. That guy. 
Because he, mean, he got in trouble with the IRS for, like, not paying yeah. taxes on his, like, prize money, didn't he? Yep. Yep. That was that was pretty high profile. He he wasn't in, he w- wasn't invited back to season forty, and really? for all these plus more controversies. Yeah. He was like the the first breakout star, right? Of, of yeah. Survivor, I'd say so. Him and um, uh, the aforementioned Rudy Bosch. Yeah, man, that penis th- is not what I expected. Me I'm neither. glad you guys are are we're, we're bonding over Richard Hatch's penis right now. I I kind of forget what it looks like. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, treat yourself, especially during these difficult times. <laughs> these difficult times. We need something that brings us all together. I hope that the world can come together around uh, Richard Hatch's penis. So is he like bitter about not being invited onto season 40? Or, yes. Or has he held his silence? Yeah, he's um, bitter about it. He's um, uh, made a YouTube video. Uh, uh, talking about how ridiculous it is that they didn't invite him back and how blah, blah, blah. He, he, among anyone, should be back because he was the first winner, the original winner, blah, blah, blah. He's pretty pissed about it. Wow. So, Joel, has has there been a celebrity uh, survivor? No, but every so often, like, a recognizable person will come on Survivor. Uh, like, most recently, Mike White, who was in uh, School of Rock and uh, right. Chuck and Buck. He wrote a bunch of these movies, too. The director of Brad Status with Ben Stiller. He was on. He was a fi- he, he made it to the finals. Almost won, really. Got some votes in Final Tribal, that guy. Damn. He, he was a really good Survivor player, actually. And uh, wow. he, he could have won. He could have won. Had he not gone in with the, gone into the final three with the with uh, who who he was there with, yeah. Wow, I'm a big wow. uh, ba- baseball fan, and yes. there's like a, a Jeff uh, Kent? David Sampson, the analyst. David Sampson was on he it, was yeah. Like, yeah, and he got eliminated really fast, right? Mm-hmm. And John Rocker. Whoa, he was on it. The yep. racist pitcher. <laughs> the racist pitcher. Yeah, that that was a storyline. People recognizing him and being like, "This is the bigot." Wow. Yeah, Mike, yeah. I don't know if you remember John Rocker, but he pitched for the Atlanta Braves, and he was like a meat-headed freak. And he um, did a big story uh, in uh, Sports Illustrated about how he would never wanted to play in New York. And Oh, know, was he the one who said that like, the subways are covered in like AIDS? And, like, yeah. That's yeah. Him. I remember I know, that story. I know all this from Survivor. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a baseball guy, so I know all this from Season 29 of Survivor. Man. So do they do two seasons... A, a year? year? Two That's a why year. it's season 40? Yep, they do two a year. Right. And has Probst been there since, like in every season? All that 40? Probst, he's a, he's a total rock, that guy. He's been there the entire time. <laughs> Does he still yeah. look the same? Because like, I he feel looks, like he hasn't aged. He, he, yeah, I think it might be Botox or whatever. I don't know what it is. But yeah, he's still, he's still kicking, and he looks great, actually. He's well, you know, rock. Peter Thiel... He's 58. What? The billionaire Peter Thiel got... Young person, people's blood in right. Europe transfused into his own body. Apparently, that's true. Maybe Jeff is doing that. Maybe, yeah. There's also those vampire facials going on too. What are vampire facials? Aren't the vampire? Let me. I I I've heard about this uh, in conversation, so I want to get this right. But I'm pretty sure people are putting blood on their face and keeping it there for a while. <laughs> Whatever for. <laughs> See, that's that's where I'm. Uh, a vampire facial. Um, what does a fa- vampire facial do? A trendy skincare treatment that involves drawing blood from a client's body, placing it into a centrifuge, and then reapplying it to the face, supposedly to promote cell renewal. 
Okay. Yeah, what do you think of that? Mike, I love want to give it a try? You're not doing anything else there yeah, in the Yeah, I mean, now's the time. I guess putting blood on your face is as good as anything these days. Uh, can I ask, Joel, um, are yes. you a Probst fan? I like, do. do you li- is he like you just so happy when he's there? Yeah, I like Probst. He's he's really good at his job. He, I mean, the thing about Probst is that he loves the twists in the game, so they add a lot mm-hmm. of twists here and there that I sometimes am like, all right, let's get back to the regular thing. Um, but for the most part, he's really good at like interviewing the players and getting them to say things and and getting context about the game and stuff. And he like he's very passionate about the job. Like it's very clear that he loves the show as much as like a, he's like a fan of the show as well as he is a, a maker of it. So he's he's probably the biggest reason it's been on for twenty years, and it's it's wow. kept such a good quality. And, so, I, and sorry, oh, sorry to interrupt, Mike, but but Jeff. He ended up with a former contestant, right? Um, see that the romantic stuff is not. I'm not as uh, okay. Um, not interested. You don't want to go there. I well, yeah, yeah. Don't go there, girlfriend. But um, <laughs> I think he did date a um a contestant, but I don't know that's if that's who he's married to right now. So. I'm reading his Wikipedia. It says that after Survivor, Survivor uh, Vanuatu, oh, yeah. he began dating uh, Julie Berry, one of oh, the contestants, but they sh- broke up in early 2000. Julie Berry was, uh, excuse me, guys, but she was hot. Okay. Yeah, sorry for saying Whoa. that. Sorry for saying that. Did they ever have an old lady on Survivor like they had Rudy, oh, the yeah. old man? There's been plenty of uh, old hags, to put it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what if Betty White was on and she got to say rude things uh, that you wouldn't expect an old? I don't want to keep her away from her glass of wine for too long, though. You know what I mean? You, you see, Betty White without a wine is like a tiger without its meat. <laughs> so is is until we had this conversation? I, I you know, I, I never. I, like I assume most people, I never even thought about Survivor for maybe 19 years. <laughs> Is there still a huge and active fan community oh, of Survivor out yeah. there? Yeah, uh, it's huge. There's a big Reddit community, uh, extremely oh. annoying Twitter. Um, I've had I'm get I get it into get into it on Twitter all the time with people. I uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, really? there are. I mean, it's it's this war between like super fans and casuals, but the casuals are as super fans as the super fans, but the super fans feel like they think more about it. So there's like, uh, like it, it's it's very silly. And and this this week after last week, this past week's episode, there's been a huge, annoying debate uh, going on about what happened in the episode this week, and I, I just have to shut it off. It drives me crazy. Damn. But yeah, it's a huge um, huge community. It, it, yeah. Sorry, go on, guys. What is it? Would it would it be um, easily explainable what this debate is, or do you, is it so deep cut it's almost not worth getting into? I can try and uh, switch it up. Once I get through it, you'll be like, "Oh God!" Um, but uh, so there's a second chance island. So people that get voted out this season go to a second chance island to get back into the game. And the only person that's ever won twice, Sandra, got voted out, and she quit when she got to the second chance island because she didn't think she'd get back in. And so everybody's like, yeah, good. Most of us are like, yeah, good for you, Sandra. But then the the casuals are put in quotations. They're like, she quit. She qu- she's a quitter. She she ruined her legacy. And I just think that's 
like everybody is arguing over that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What has been the like the gender balance between uh, like oh, f- with the winners over the years? It, it's weird, guys, because um, in the twenties it was mostly women, and then in the thirties it's been almost all men. Only two women won the thirties. So people have been like, "Oh, mo- go mod- guys, go!" Modern Survivor isn't good for women. Blah blah blah. Something needs to change. Blah blah blah. Hmm. blah. And uh, so yeah, but um, you know, th- there are more male for winners. For this challenge, when you get lost, don't ask for directions. <laughs> and then the okay. guys, oh, you have win. to, you have to drive a car in this challenge. <laughs> okay, you went the yeah, other yeah, way. All right. So yeah. We're exploring stereotypes <laughs> right now. And I'm I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has there ever been so? Survivor was like one of the fir- uh, one of the first big reality competitions. I think I think it inspired yeah. the what's it called the uh, Amazing Adventure. What's amazing, that show the called? Amazing oh Race. My God, Mike. Amazing. Well, the Bachelor was a bit like Bachelor and Survivor are pretty hand in hand. I think. Yeah. Do you know which but, started first, Joel? Uh, I would guess Survivor. It was the first sort of like huge mm. sort of thing that went like, oh my god! But two thousand, you're probably but right. But two thousand was a huge year for uh, reality TV, um, especially yeah. did, especially. Did they like, ever do a Survivor? Oh, sorry. go on. Sorry. Oh, I was going to ask: Did they ever do a Survivor Canada like they've done the Amazing Race Canada, no. where they? Just travel. They go around. to the Arctic. No, yeah, I fucking <laughs> would love to be on Survivor, guys. I, uh, they just started. Yeah, they just started accepting um, Canadian um, people to to for casting. And oh, dude, you better you look out then. Yeah, well, so I applied um, last year and uh, didn't get a call or anything. And then the the first first and only Canadian on Survivor season thirty nine uh, last season was uh, Tom Laidlaw. The former uh, New York Ranger hockey player who doesn't even live in Canada anymore, and he wasn't even cast uh. through casting; he was cast through uh, uh, like he was recruited. So what a waste of time! But fuck him. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take. <laughs> hey, I'd love to see I, you I some great. A, oh, oh sorry. sorry to interrupt. We've, we're our time. It's hard to get our timing down here without yeah. being able to see it each is, other. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, um, in terms of uh, Survivor Canada, yeah. If you wanted to do a Survivor in Canada, <laughs> all you have to do is set the show at the Tim Hortons line in Barrie at about 8.30 in the morning any weekday. Yeah, well, not, not <laughs> lately. You're going to see people fighting over, you know. Yeah. You'd be lucky to escape with your life. Yeah. yeah. Well, right now, all the all the Tim I, Hortons I would, are empty, so it'd be a good time to film a reality show. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. I would love to see some iconic Canadians on a Survivor. Oh, Canada. let's cast that. Let's cast them. this. If yeah. you have some ideas, jump Absolutely. in as well. I'd love to see Mr. Hockey himself, Don Cherry. Yes. Uh, stranded on an island in the uh, middle of the Pacific. Yeah. Having to survive by his wits and the, just his brute strength. Oh, I like the this truth thing. is, if on a real desert island there was some bunch of people and Don Sherry stuck on a on an island, Don Sherry would be dead in like a day, and then he would be eaten. <laughs> probably. I mean, you got to be real here. Yeah, he's like eighty five. His his body meat probably wouldn't even uh, be edible. Yes, it would. Be good. I would love well, to see. I, here's another Canadian, Red Green. I'd love to see Red Green in a season of Survivor. Oh my goodness, he's such a handyman. He'd he'd win for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, he would make the, the the he would help make the shelter and stuff on the island. People would be really appreciative of him. Yep. He'd go. He'd probably go pretty far in the game, and he'd probably be quite the challenge beast. Yeah, mm. uh, made that shelter ladies. out of duct tape. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna 
He'd have tons of sex. Red Green, you think, would have sex on the island? He'd have tons of sex on the Survivor Island, yes. That, see, yes. The, you know, with that beard, I, I could see him maybe have been being sort of a sex guy with that beard, don't you think? It's not, it's not that hard to imagine. Back in the They 90s, call it a flavor saver. Flavor <laughs> saver, yeah. He might have been out in the 90s, you know, hanging out with Roberto Alomar, <laughs> Toronto, you know what I mean, going to clubs. I, I seen would it. love to see that. Hey, yeah. here's my number. Uh, here's 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 my uh, uh, I'm gonna throw my not my hat in the ring, but here's my suggestion for a Survivor candidate contestant. You guys might be surprised by this, but I don't know if you've been watching okay. uh, Star Trek Picard right now. But Allison Pill, former girlfriend of Jay Baruchel, she's from Toronto. What if what about her? She <laughs> could be the bikini babe. <laughs> I have what? not seen Picard yet, but I'm going to. Is it good? Joel? Yeah, you know it's it, it, it's kind of uh, uh, dark. I'd like it to be a little lighter um, at times, you know, just because, mm. like we said earlier, a, a joke, you know, makes you, soothes and gets you in there. Makes, yeah, you, makes laugh. you laugh and stuff. Makes you relax. Now, Joel, can I ask you something? Um, have you watched Discovery, Star Trek Discovery? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. No. I've oh, also okay. heard that's pretty dark. I have. And because I, I love, like, you know, Next Generation or Voyager. Mm-hmm. You know, you, did you used to watch those shows? Yeah, well, um, not Voyager. Well, actually... As a kid, I watched Voyager, but I have not like um, looked back okay. on that very much. Um, is that the one with Odo? No, that's DS9, DS9 Michael. Yeah. Oh, Odo is wild. Uh, but what a weird Odo. Character. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, did you watch Next Generation? Yes. Joel? Yeah, I like Next Generation. I've been yeah, watching I mean, that's those too. They're on Netflix. And I, I found. Yes, mm. and I found, like, when I was watching Discovery, I wanted it to be more, you know, in Next Generation, everything would reset back to normal, and they'd just have some little qua- little problem, and then they'd yeah. solve it, and then it would go right back to normal, and in Discovery, it changes so fast, everything changes, and I found myself wanting that that Voyager or uh, Next Generation Yeah, feel. here's the thing about this, uh, why I don't know that Star Trek works very well in the new um, kind of TV format is that Star Trek is both supposed mm. to be an adventure of the week type thing, and we've we've pulled away from yes. that because we have to have a cliffhanger mm. at the end of every episode in the in the kind of like online yes. streaming format. So we have to have like uh, season long stories for uh, for these characters that are that are supposed to be just be doing like a, a new little adventure here. Oh. Kirk's yeah, and then it goes. Kirk's back. on a planet that we've never been to before, and he's got to fight a green guy to get back up to the the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. Or Are Riker there... gets addicted to a stupid video computer game, and then the whole uh, <laughs> ship gets obsessed. Remember, did you see that Is one? That... They all get obsessed yeah. with the video <laughs> game. Uh, Riker, it's Jonathan true. Frakes. That guy must have had so much sex. Jonathan. <laughs> well, Frakes. he was hot back in the day. He was the red green of yeah, America. I know. <laughs> Well, he was hot, and you know what? He was he got fat, and he pulled it off. He was still a hot fat guy. He would like kind of like kind of like Richard Hatch. Mike. Actually, he kind of looks like Richard Hatch. Jonathan Frake. Yeah, there's you know what? Jonathan yeah. Frake should play Richard. I guess it's Hatch. a bear look. He's got a bear look. No, Sorry, yeah. Joel. Well, ahead. I was just I was just <laughs> saying that if if we ever do a Richard Hatch biopic, if we ever get out of this and start making movies again, it would be great to see mm. Jonathan Frakes play Richard Hatch. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if after all of this is done, the dust settles, maybe there's a few million people dead, and then Hollywood makes an announcement like, the first thing we're doing is a Richard Hatch biopic. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I don't know if um, it would work, because when Jonathan Frakes went to go film that scene 
of showing his mm-hmm. penis. Some tells me he's packing a lot more down there than Richard Hatch. <laughs> yeah, I, they have to use CGI technology, which, you know, which isn't out of the realm of possibility these days. They'd have to shrink yeah. him. Yeah, Andy Serkis could play Richard Hatch's penis <laughs> in some sort of motion capture technology <laughs> kind of uh, shoot. I I wonder if if Andy Serkis is secretly like doing that in like he like played like Mark Wahlberg's penis in in uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that scene that blew my sixteen uh, year old mind. Yeah, you're a yeah. star. You're a star. Well, that penis. No kidding, you are a star if you got a penis yeah, like that. Diggler, he's a star. Well, do you guys um, have penises like that? Basically, like do I do I have a <laughs> penis like that? Well, yeah. it's a bit a little bigger actually. Oh, oh man. Wow, I'm surrounded by a so, couple yeah. of And by the way, I just winked. You guys can't see me, but I winked. Oh, can't see yeah. it. Okay. Can I ask a question? So I hear that No, um, you may not. <laughs> I, okay, okay, thank you, sir. Oh no, I'm kidding. Um it it, it regarding uh, yes. Picard. We were talking about Picard just earlier. Now, first of all, why if it's in the future and this guy's got, you know, he's got some money saved? Why doesn't he have a damn wig? Why doesn't he buy a nice wig or get a uh, some sort of transplant so he has a nice, thick, shaggy head it of hair? Does, like, in the world of Star Trek, especially Next Generation, is like there's like no disease. They've cured everything, you know? But, but except, for, except for male pattern baldness. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> That's a great point. And and, and uh, some of question. the guys looking the the people coming back they've gotten a little portly you think they'd have cured obesity <laughs> by now as well yeah my, a friend of the podcast Aaron Eve said the data is not looking good uh, Brent can you Brent Spiner that? yeah he yeah. looks weird but um uh, you know and you'd think androids wouldn't age that's the thing it's hard to explain that do you isn't guys it? know do you guys remember that movie Master of Disguise. Is with that Dana, with Dana Carvey? Carvey? Yeah, but yeah. also Data Carvey, because Brent Spiner plays the villain in that movie. No. Data Carvey. Data Carvey, wow. yeah. And it's weird because, you know, I watched Next Generation with my mom growing up, and I watched Master of Disguise as a kid, but I never put two and two together until actually pretty recently I realized that they were played by the same actor. It, it it was actually upsetting to see Brent Spiner not dressed as Data. Like, re- remember he was in uh, Independence Day yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in a new one as and well. And it, it was upsetting. Right. Weird. Do you he's think so Data, good as Data, though. He's, yo. Do you think Data got a lot of groupies when back in the, the Next Generation days? Well, can I, can I bring up a funny story about Data? Yes. Well, have you seen, absolutely. Have you seen uh, Star Trek First Contact? First Contact, the movie? Ooh, not for a long well, time. I don't. Re- I don't remember it too well. In that movie, Data has sex with the Queen of the Borg. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. he makes out with her, and then it cuts, and and we're to think that you know, if we're believing cinema, cinematic language, then the next mm. few steps, beginning, middle, end, they make out, they take off their clothes, and then they have sex. Now, wouldn't that he have been designed no with just like like a robot like Terminator, where there's just like a panel or like a smooth piece of piece of steel, no real genitals to speak of? Well, the thing about I data, mean, the thing about data is he was made to be as close to human as possible, so they gave him a cock and a ball and a balls. 
<laughs> Two. But okay. they didn't give him emotions. His brother his brother has emotions, though. And he's a... What's his brother's name? His, uh, his br- a brother? Yeah, he yeah, has a brother. A do- there's a doctor called, like, Dr. Something. Yeah. Do you remember? I'm, yeah. Who made two sort of robots. Data's brother. Well, Data and his brother. And there's... the In Star Trek Nemesis, his, his brother's name is... Uh, fuck. Before. And then his brother in the show is called Lore or Data Lore? Data Lore? Lore? Is that right? Lore! That's it. His brother's name is Lore. Right. Yeah. Lore. Yeah. Data Spiner also portrayed Data's manipulative and malignant brother Lore, a role he found much easier to play because the character was more like me. More, That's more manipulative? Oh, wow. And Data was created by Dr. Noonien Soong. I forgot about that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. And... I- Oh, I think that's who he plays in in Picard, as well. I think that character is in Picard. Doctor Noonien Soon. Yeah, I could be wrong. Wow, I don't know. But Allison Pill is in Picard, Man. and she would be great on Survivor. Oh, that's my <laughs> other question. My other question uh, about Picard. Uh, so you you said Joel that she used to date Jay Baruchel. Yes. Um, Mike, you got to do your Baruchel impression to, well, to this episode. Oh, I'd love right? it. Do, I, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up for it. Sorry, Michael. My, sorry. My, sorry. My question is, does Jay ever show up in Picard? Because I think we'd all love to see him uh, in, in this new show. I haven't noticed him yet. I don't know if, if uh, him and a- a- Allison Pill are like uh, bitter or anything like that. But it'd be great to see them you know, kind of work out their like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend yeah. sort of dynamic on Picard. And maybe uh, and J- I'd love John see... Luke could be like the uh, the the dating counselor for them. Absolutely, yeah. And, and it'd be great to see Jay Baruchel like just like hanging out with Picard. He's just like, hey, John Luke, did you know that if you use an RBC app, you can save money in your savings account? And, and then John Luke Picard could be like, I had I had no idea. Uh, engage with <laughs> them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. Well, maybe Jay Baruchel might be playing some Ferengi or something under tons of makeup. Yeah, we don't oh, know that. God. He's spying on Allison Pill under a bunch of, uh, like, Klingon makeup. <laughs> yeah, under a bunch of gold. Uh, does Picard have a girlfriend on on the show? No. Well, every so often, you know, he'll he'll make eyes at somebody. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't he, like, 98 years old? He should be on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. He's so old. Oh, I just, I just thought of something, you know what? Before, Be- something Sorry, I should ahead. have said before. But when uh, Allison Pill and Jay Baruchel, when he's doing, like, the dating counseling with them, he should, he should say, you should be engaged. <laughs> oh, God. Why are you not <laughs> engaged? Um, wow. I've, I lost my train of thought. Michael? Well, we started off talking. I lost it. Oh well, maybe you should get your noggin checked out once, <laughs> uh, once we get back to normal. Um, <clears throat> we talked about Survivor. We talked about Star Trek. We talked about Jay Baruchel. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Did you guys know that Patrick Stewart, in real life, Michael, you said he, he's quite old. He has a very young wife. Like really? he's eighty or something, and his wife's about like thirty-five or something like that. Mm, yeah, but I mean, good for him if they love each other. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, no judgment. No judgment. But he has a young wife. Yeah, he's been married three times, and uh, well, it makes you wonder. For like, him. If you've been married three times, you know, you're probably a difficult like guy. Like people just love Patrick Stewart, but I wonder if in private, is he difficult? How do you? How could you be married three times and not be a bit difficult? 
Well, or maybe you're telling me he's a big, big old cuck. Maybe he's great, but he just doesn't know how to pick him. <laughs> well, that could be true. Mm-hmm. Each of his wives keep cheating on him, and he's just heartbroken all the time. <laughs> yeah, that would, well, his uh, my heart breaks for you, Patrick Stewart, if you're listening. Me so too. his wife currently is someone named Sonny Ozell, who was born in Reno, Nevada. She's 41 years old, mm-hmm. and he is. Uh, 79. <laughs> wow. That's almost a 40-year Now, difference. he's in dangerous Pacino territory because Al Pacino's ex-girlfriend um, just broke up with him because she wanted to have kids, and he doesn't because he's a little busy preparing for the grave. <laughs> and he's too cheap, she said in an interview. She said he's too cheap. He's too, yeah. uh, like, uh, you know, frugal with his money. He's too cheap to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are, that's an expense right there, yeah. Oh, I did want to bring up, guys, and maybe your listeners would be interested in this. If you also, if you like Survivor, but also like the TV show The Masked Singer, in uh, in quarantine, we've started doing podcasts about recapping episodes of The Masked Singer as well. I noticed that mm-hmm. your last episode was a was a recap, wasn't it? Yeah, we did a recap of of uh, the, the for, for like since it's our first Masked Singer episode, we did a recap of the whole season and then now we're going to just start doing episode recaps through so yeah. can i ask because i'm i'm fascinated by the masked singer oh yeah me too uh, it's so all the characters weird. look so cool who who do you think is banana oh uh, that's that's <laughs> our our biggest guess right now and like our one that we're the surest about is banana and do you want to know who it is who do you think it is it's yeah. it's uh, it's been all but been confirmed by the clues just so you know so this might be a spoiler so anyone listening who doesn't want to have the masked singer spoiled for them, uh, please turn it down for maybe 20, 30 seconds. It's uh, Proceed. Brett Michaels from Poison. Oh. Really? Yeah. So yeah. that means a banana has has diabetes. <laughs> and he's a race Brett car Michaels driver. does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Interesting. Well, I mean, would would someone with diabetes eat a banana like can be fine? Yes, Obviously I'm not a I scientist. They have to for yeah. when they're yeah. they yeah, should make the it a, a, a yeah. sort of browning banana because I imagine his banana has probably been through <laughs> the ringer after being the lead singer of Poison or whatever. <laughs> he has a big brown yes. disease penis. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's overcompensating. Yeah, where they're like, what, 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 like kind of animal or food do you want to be? And he's like, I want to be a big banana, a big, thick, long banana. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you, Joel? Um, I've only watched a couple Masked Singers, mm-hmm. and I had trouble getting into it because, like, I feel like it doesn't matter how they actually sing because their voices are modulated or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel like I'm not actually watching a singing competition. You know? Right. Well, their voices aren't aren't typically modulated when they're singing. Only when only when they're talking. But they sing fine. But also, they're singing underneath a huge mask and costume. So yeah, you're not really get. You're not there for the talent. You're there for the 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 whole like freak show of it all. The mystery. Yeah, the mystery. For so sure. I I noticed something that one of the characters, uh, Llama, I believe, who looked like his tongue was sort of lolling out of the side of his yeah. mouth, ended up being Drew Carey. Yes, it was Drew Carey <laughs> uh, before the whole scandal with his ex girlfriend. 
So I was going to ask because they 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 suspended production of The Price is Right because his ex-girlfriend was murdered. Mm-hmm. And I was Good thinking, God, wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, he can't do Price is Right, but he can dress up as a llama? Well, it's all pre-taped. It's like Survivor. It's all pre-taped. I'm pretty sure they must pre-tape it in like okay. a week or something. Like everything, all the episodes. Right. But yeah, Cause I'll one tell of you, the clues my, was... You know, if someone I knew... One of the clues was that uh, Drew Carey's... Uh, that uh, I'm, I'm a llama and my ex-girlfriend was murdered. <laughs> uh, yeah were you uh joel when uh when sarah palin was revealed yeah. as a contestant oh my God. first of all what was she, she and were you surprised well first of all she sang baby got back so yes i was surprised that was really strange um none of mm. us saw that coming like because the guy i do the podcast with cody crane um he was like he's really good at guessing them right and he's been mm. like like s- seven for nine this season right and we had okay wow. we had no guesses for for who she was it, she was a kitty cat i think and uh no a bear she was a teddy bear she was <laughs> oh. a teddy bear <laughs> and and they took off that mask and it was like pandemonium we were going crazy can I ask? I, I only sort of saw a, a clip on the internet. Does she, is she still looking good? Like she was, you know, attractive. Yeah, she she was definitely attractive for a vice president. Probably the most I the the vice presidential candidate that I was most attracted to that year uh, between her and Joe Biden. Oh. <laughs> but like, oh, sorry, that that clears it up. I was going to say, hold on, what about Tim Kaine, Hillary's running mate from twenty sixteen? Well, but that's, you, you specified that's why I specified that yeah. year because. Uh, Tim came went and blew it right out of the water four years eight years later. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be fun if Tim Kane showed up on the Masked Singer and sang something like uh, "Me So Horny" or something <laughs> unexpected? You know, I would love that. Maybe uh, there's a couple that I don't have uh, any guesses for. Maybe maybe Tim Kane is the frog. I bet. Yeah, the rapping frog. And who else? Is a T-Rex, has that been revealed T-Rex yet? was Jojo Siwa, and I had no idea who that was. Do you know who Jojo Siwa is? I think okay. she's a TikToker. No. No. Famous. And who's the sort of, who's the minion, but that's not actually a minion, but it looks like a pink minion? <sighs> I don't know who you're talking about, Mike. It's like a, a pink minion. It looks like Mike, a monster lady. I would love to. Mike, you were obsessed with egg. Par- I love egg, yes. Oh, Oh, there's egg, a yeah. like a pink blob that has one eye and lips, and oh, and a bow. Shit, what was that? Yeah, what the hell? Who was that? I think that was revealed. That might have been uh, Dion uh, Warwick. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Dion Warwick. Grammy Award winning singer. <laughs> Who's the robot? Who do you think the robot is? Hold on, let me. Let, I'm just pulling up the the thing to. This is uh, Mass Singer. I don't have as much of an encyclopedic knowledge as I do of Survivor. The robot was Lil Wayne, right? Oh. And uh, oh, Miss wow. Monster. That was that. That was you were thinking of Shaka Khan, Miss Monster. Shaka Khan was Miss Monster. Wow. Yeah. Pretty big and then, two, and then the two weeks later, Mouse was Dion Cole, Dion Warwick. Keep saying Dion Cole. The comic. <laughs> I wonder if they'll get any podcasters as masked singers. Uh, yeah, see, oh. I would... Mark Maron, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I was going to say. Dak Shepard. Mm-hmm. Or uh, um, uh, what's his name? The guy that wrote uh, American Psycho. 
Oh, Brett, Brett Easton Ellis? Ellis? Brett Easton Ellis. That would be cool. <laughs> I'd love to hear him singing. Yeah, to see him as the kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome the author of American Psycho. <laughs> to sing Dancing Queen or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, Masked Singer. And here's a question I have to ask, because I haven't watched it as much as yeah. you. Ken Jong, he's one of the yes. judges on Masked Singer. Uh-huh. He's also a man who is associated with, you know, on more than one occasion, uh, getting naked on camera, showing his his, his wiener. Yes. And, uh, has he done that yet on Masked Singer? No, but Richard Hatch has. <laughs> I think, but that yeah, was an accident. He just ran on, st- on onto the stage. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going to say, I, I think if, if if you watch Masked Singer on the shot when they show the judges at their table, if you look behind over their shoulders, you can see Richard Hatch just standing naked in the crowd, staring blankly yeah. at the camera. Yeah, but he's he's wearing um, a mask sort of in the distance. He's wearing a mask, but we know it's his penis because we've seen it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a bit ominous. It's kind of like the blonde guy in Hereditary who's standing naked in the living room at the end <laughs> exactly, of the movie. Exactly. Um, much like Richard Hatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine Richard Hatch was um, in Hereditary. Mm. I could. I could. It, Have you seen? Did you Did you see that movie, Joel? Oh yeah, I saw it a few times. I'm a big horror movie fan oh, a as well. Few times. Yeah, I'm a big horror movie guy. I have a, I have these obsessions. That, if I If I like something, I go full on. You know. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh. You go hardcore. Yeah, actually. Th- well, because that. Go on. Sorry. I was just going to say no, it's not a spoiler, but at the end of Hereditary, uh, when uh, I guess the son or or someone is running through the house, Alex Wolf, and the naked people. Okay, the, and those naked people start appearing in the house, mm-hmm. and that blonde naked guy. Yeah, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. It, it, that blonde naked guy in Hereditary just standing there in the darkness is the scariest thing I've ever it seen. It disturbs you, eh? I, it yeah. does. That speaks volumes, James, about what you find scary. Well, if you, you if you saw the movie, Mike, I think you'd agree with <laughs> me. Mike, do you not watch scary movies? Did you see... I'm not a big horror yeah. guy, um, gotta say. Uh, although, recently... Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Hitchcock movies, but those are not real. I wouldn't say they're really, Hitchcockian. Uh, horror. They're MacGuffins. Yeah. Mike, well, at least if you see a scary movie and you poop and you, you have, it makes you poop <laughs> your pants. You're already sitting on the toilet. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. Yeah, so maybe tonight I'll watch Hereditary and I'll just you know let her rip if if I get a little uh, scared. <laughs> and then Joel, have you seen Midsummer? Yes, I have. Yeah, I like that one too. I love. Yeah, he's Midsummer. a good director. That guy. Hot take. Ari Aster, good director. Yeah. That, that, I liked Midsummer much more than Hereditary. Um, yeah, uh, you'd have to. It depends on what day you're talking to me. Hereditary, I think, is a better horror movie, mm. but uh, Midsummer is yes. maybe a better movie, <laughs> which sounds sounds Midsummer fucking backwards. Midsummer was almost but, a yeah, comedy. Exactly, it's really funny. Like I laughed a lot. It's a good like ensemble movie too. Okay. Every character is really good. I have a uh, my my barber is uh, from Sweden. And you know how sometimes hipster it's, uh, alert. <laughs> Speaking of the you Borg, know, it's sort of a, a bit of a strain sometimes to keep the conversation going uh, during. Oh a God! I just shut off after the yeah. first couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, every time I go to get my haircut, it it takes all of my self restraint restraints during those quiet moments to to not ask like, so what do you like Midsummer or like what, do you know Abba? <laughs> you should ask him about the Borg. Are you the Robin Borg from Star Trek? They're Swedish. Yes. Was the Borgs? 
The Borg are Swedish? Well, I mean, Borg, right? It's a Swedish name, so I just assumed so. Oh, sure, Bjorn Borg, yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. Assimilate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Borg. Yeah, just give him him one of those. Just say, resistance is futile. Whisper to him when he's close to your ear with the razor. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Mike, you know, it's funny. Your barber's from Sweden. My barber is from Ireland. Oh. Two very different cultures. Yes. yes. Mo- I, I, I go to a different barber every time I go to one. I don't have a specific guy. I know. What? It's weird, eh? That's crazy, yeah. Joel. I don't know. I just... You're playing with fire, but you always have a I'm nice extremely, haircut. So it's I'm working extremely out impulsive, right? So I just, like, if I feel like getting a haircut, I just I just Google, like wherever i am because i don't like being in the house really so like wherever i am in the world i'll just look at my phone and say where where's the nearest barber and i'll find myself there that's actually insane really i've gone i've had two i've had two people cut my hair for the last like 17 wild and when i switched it was a huge a huge i probably had 17 in the last two years that's insane are you like this about all things? Like, are you a relationshipy guy in like your love life, or are you more like date for short periods? No, of time? I, I I'm a serial monogamist. I go to, uh, yeah, I've okay. been dating the person I'm with now uh, for f- five months now, and before that, I was with somebody for two years. Not long before that, so. As as Miles <laughs> I, I have Davis to admit, once when sang, you started that sentence, I fall in love too easily. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I got to say, Joel, when you started talking before and you said, I'm a serial, I was thinking to myself, oh, God, I hope he doesn't end this by saying oh, yeah. killer. But you said oh. then, then this, this so podcast would probably so, make the news or we'd get, have a documentary series about it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be bad for mm-hmm. Mike and I, mm-hmm. trust me. Oh, yeah, I'd probably do, do, do well <laughs> um, for your subscribers, so, yeah. Exactly. So when it comes to romance, you're a monogamist, but when it comes to barbers, you're the village bicycle, baby. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm uh, I not to slut shame, but I'm a, a slut when it comes to barbers. Okay, yeah, I love it. When you walk in the door, the barbers all turn and see you and start whistling. <laughs> yeah, oh this one, no, oh, we this one's in yeah, the bag. They're they are, they're they, all lining they up fight, to get at fight you over yeah. me. Yeah. Well, you know what else I do, guys? Is uh, you know Buns Trading Zone, formerly Buns now Pals. Every so often, a barber will post. Okay. Oh, they changed the name of the, the Toronto online trading community from Buns oh, to Pals. You didn't cover that on this podcast. That was a huge Toronto news story. Oh, among the it. among the the barters and the hipsters. Um, so that's a third name because it was called it was Bums called with an M at the start, and then it was deemed in a, like too like uh, insensitive to our homeless mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. Then it was changed to Buns, and now, now it's, it's pals. pals with a Z. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so wow. sometimes people will post in there, oh, I'm a, a barber trainee um, uh, who wants a free haircut, blah, blah, blah. Come on in. <laughs> and then, but, but the thing is, is that wow. their, their like, barber boss will have like a, a final, final say or final cut, as they say in the movie industry, on my hair. Um, so, yeah, it's all right. good. And it's all free. It takes longer, but it's if good. If you think of, of a haircut, right. Well, I, I was just going to say, if you think of haircuts like movies, I guess there is every genre of movies as a haircut. There's horror, horror action, there's yeah. drama, there's uh, rom-com, and uh, I guess there is there is adult, you know, adult triple X haircuts. Probably. I don't what know, you shave a, a shave a penis into you know, the back of your head? 
Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And a swear word. A swear word. Yeah. Yeah. That's rated R. That's a rated R haircut. The NCAA has to come in and rate every haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We've covered just a ton of of topics and juicy stuff uh, today Mm -hmm. during the episode. I've I've had a really wonderful time. I have, too. From from Survivor to TNG to Masked Singer. And haircuts. Haircuts. To haircuts. To haircuts. There you go. You got your episode description there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. This is a real... And this is what people are talking about out on the street well, right now. Well, nobody's out on the street right eavesdrop. now. Well, yeah. No one's on the street. Yeah. No one's on the street. Mm-hmm. But in their homes, nope. you know... Yeah. Keep your distance. Well, yeah, people yeah. are doing a lot of, like, binging and watching TV, so that's what's on a lot of people's minds. Joe Exotic, the Tiger it's King. It's so true. Yeah, I've, I've started Tiger I, I, King. I've been... I watched it I, by myself, and my sister's watching it up in the living room, right? So every time I close my eyes, I see Joe mm-hmm. Exotic's face. I just can't, I can't get that man out of my head. <laughs> oh boy, that it's a it's a wild it documentary, is. isn't it? Every episode you hey, go, I, damn! I caught what you're twist. doing there with Wild. There, that's funny because of the the the, the animals. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, can um, I throw a, a, mm-hmm. just a quick opinion? Sure. Yeah, Joe Exotic, great hey, voice. I I got I got another one for you. Joe Exotic, how about Joel Exotic? Mm. Me. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. It's not Whoa. far off. Are you similar? Or do you feel like you're a well, similar kind of guy? Well, I have a cat. He's around here somewhere. Yeah. That's true. And oh, and boy. you you have a tattoo uh, above your penis that says property yeah. of... Property of Travis. <laughs> Joe. Was it Joe who Joe's had that or Joe's boyfriend had, had property it? of uh, Joe Exotic right on his pelvis. Oh, yeah. Bone. That's it. <laughs> Guys, I, I feel lost because I haven't started watching it yet, but now I feel inspired yeah. to. Yeah, you'll you'll you feel lost now, but uh, when you watch the show, you'll feel found. Well, excellent. Well, I think that's a wonderful place for us to leave it. Um, I, I I feel great about this episode. And and before yeah, we go, too. Joel, um, I'm just gonna once again ask you to uh, plug your my podcast, podcast. Uh, is Merge Boot, a Survivor podcast. Uh, you can. Uh, uh, if you have trouble finding us, you can also find me on Instagram, Joel Baby with two L's, Joel Baby, and our podcast Instagram is Merge Boot Podcasts. So yeah, you can find us wherever, um, and uh, yeah, and Great. give us uh, give us a listen if you like those shows. Great, and I'll put some links in the show descriptions just underneath the link to the picture of Richard Hatch. Oh, great! Thank penis. you. <laughs> And uh, just one last thing before we go, Joel. You're in Oakville. Uh, who can you? Who are some famous people from Oakville? Oh, good question. Um, Adam Vancouverden, the um, the Olympian, oh, Olympian, and now he's an MP in Milton, Ontario. Woo! Yeah, um, great. Donov- Donovan Bailey. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, huge gold yeah. medal winner, hundred mm-hmm. meters. I'm trying to think of. There's there's something athletic in the water. In yes. Oakville oh, you know who else is uh, the guy that sings "Life Is a Highway"? Uh, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Cochran, Cochran is yeah, from I Oakville. His, I, w- I worked at a golf course, and I uh, I um, I watched his, <laughs> his his golf clubs. Oh, yeah. huge! Wow, that's not now a euphemism. That, it that is a rock and roll euphemism. story. Yeah. Wow. 
Can I can I ask one very quick question? Mm-hmm. I know we're wrapping up. We had Rodrigo Stoll on the podcast, and he worked at a golf course, and he said all sorts of crazy stuff went on behind the scenes. He said there were parties and people having sex in the showers. This is true. Anything like that at the Yeah, I mean, course? I was a kid when I worked there. I was like 14 through 18, I think, and I learned a lot mm-hmm. about... And I mean, I didn't. I never got laid there or anything like that. But I, I learned a lot through <laughs> the older guys that worked there and stuff. But it's a lot of like you know, broy guys who, who uh, are into golf and stuff. And I was just this weird kid, um, into Survivor, right? But um, <laughs> um, uh, it was it was it, it certainly was. I got addicted to, to chewing tobacco there. It was like a strange thing. Yeah, wow. hand, hand jobs and oh, blow jobs in the change rooms. A guy we we also like we were in charge of all the people's golf clubs and stuff, right? And people um, would piss us off, and we would do things with their clubs. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it was sort of like waiting. Is this like the Mexican toothbrush uh, thing? Yeah, something like that. I don't know exactly what that is, but it, uh, I can, I can <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I can figure it out, and I can put two and two together and say we definitely did a Mexican golf club. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, righty. Well, thank you I, so much. I should specify Joel. not with uh, um, Tom Cochran's clubs, though. We are very, okay, very good, respectful good to hear. with his good clubs. To hear. Life is a highway to second weather shit on my clubs. <laughs> I was about to say maybe life is a golf course. Well, that's more that's actually what he sings. Oh, he does. God. He sings that on the course. <laughs> and then they're like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Um, well, this has been great, uh, Joel. It's been so fun talking to you. And uh, good luck with the pod. And hope you're keeping yes. safe. Thank you. You too, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, Joel. See ya. See ya, Joel. And see ya, James. Bye, Mike. Bye.